Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L-I-V-E presents The Amethyst Oracle. Divination with a Queer Twist. Featuring your hosts, Heisey Lutmers and Charlie Harrington. The Amethyst Oracle. Delve into life, death, and everything betwixt, between, and beyond. Between, and beyond. Between, and beyond. With a queer twist. And welcome to the show. You're listening to the Amethyst Oracle. I'm High C, and I am joined by my co-host, Charlie Harrington. Hi. And the first thing I would like to say, Charlie, is I would like to say a big thank you to you. To me? Yes, to you. What, what could I ever have For done having it? embarked on this adventure with me as we, with this show, celebrate our one-year anniversary of the it's Amethyst Oracle. true. I got you. Some, it must have been lost in the mail, <laughs> my anniversary gift to you. But well, no, it's been 12 wonderful months of queer divination, and I'm surprised it's gone this long. So oh. good on us. Well, I, I hope that all of your fears and doubts have been allayed and you can envision this going on and on and us spreading our queerness all over our listeners for years <laughs> to come. Yes, like a plague. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's wonderful. It's been a very insightful year and it's uh, meant that we've gotten to talk to a lot of my heroes and sheroes in the world of divination. And we have many interesting and exciting people to still talk to going into the new year. And speaking of the new year, we're doing something a little bit different for this show because we're finishing up a year, preparing to move into a new calendar year. We're almost at winter solstice, which is also the idea of kind of the return of the sun, S-U-N, for all those people out there who might have been religiously minded. Um, and this sense of a new cycle, birthing anew. And so we have decided to take a little bit of an astrological peek into 2014 and maybe let people know what is in store for their signs as they contemplate how to plan, what to prepare for, what to get lubed up for in 2014. (laughs) So, um, in order to bring as much astrological starry goodness as possible, we've taken on a third. It's true. We're now a triad for this show. We're we're thruple. Yes. We thought we'd invite people in to experience our little group action here. And so, we would like to welcome to the show astrologer extraordinaire, 
Latino Calenda. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, Tino. How are you? I'm good. We have invited you on, Tino, not to just let people know what's coming up for them astrologically, but so that you can just lay it out there for them what they need to hear, whether they are ready to hear it or not. Right, right. That's always important. Well, as long as they're coming. Right. There's no safety word for this astrological, inf- astrological information. So. That's right. <laughs> so even if, you, even if you turn away from listening, we're still going to be coming and coming and coming at you with more and more information. <laughs> Glad my parents don't listen to this show. <laughs> my parents probably do, but they get a kick. That's right. And and we're 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 just going to build this just so people know. We're going to build this as Tino's tawdry, trashy, tantalizing but always tasteful all tea, no shade, queer astrology for twenty fourteen. Batteries not included. I'm clearly not paying you enough to do my PR. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. We can always exchange services. What's good is money these days. Um, So, perhaps the first thing you could do, Tino, is maybe just give us a quick little overview of 2014 astrologically, some of the big weather systems, astrologically speaking, that we might be looking forward to, or (laughs) at least having to prepare for. (laughs) Most definitely. Um, 2014 is going to shape up to be a fairly pivotal year, not just astrologically, but in many, many ways, I'm sure. Um, For instance, this is one of the very big turning point years um, that we're going to see in terms of the big climate change debate, as we're only one year away from one of the critical tipping points. That said... um, that actually leads nicely into what the astrological weather will be like for 2014. Um, since about 2011, we've been experiencing the repeated contact of Pluto-Uranus squares that have definitely been creating some chaos in the world, for sure. Just to give you an idea, if the 60s saw the conjunction of the Pluto-Uranus triad, uh, which exploded in the cultural revolution that we saw then, we can only imagine that this is similar to the other shoe dropping. Uh, Historically, the last Uranus-Pluto squares prior to the 1960s were in the 30s, and we saw a great deal of upheaval during that period, everything from the Great Depression, which of course led into World War II. In essence, the astrological weather for 2014 has indications of two exact Uranus-Pluto squares occurring first on April 21st, 2014. So we'll have a nice little entree in the spring. Oh, shit, right off my, after my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, culminating, thankfully, there will only be two in the entire year. So the next one will be December 14th of 2014, uh, which will also mark Saturn's later entry into the latter degrees of Scorpio. So those of us going through our Saturn returns will essentially be feeling less of the pressure from that as Saturn's moving into the latter degrees. Um, Of course, that will shift when he retrogrades later at the end of 2014. (laughs) So that's 
pretty much the biggest overview I can give. Those are pretty much the two major storm cells that are going to become blowing through. Uh, <clears throat> but like a typhoon or a hurricane, they're going to leave aftermaths um, that we're going to be mopping up for months and months. Oh, the cleanup. We can do to prepare for Uranus Pluto Square is, well, what we're doing right now, which is just making ourselves aware of what's ahead. Um, when Uranus and Pluto go into a tense aspect like a square, the outdated social norms and social structures that we have depended on are, are essentially confronted by a need to innovate um, and a need to evolve. If Pluto the force that asks us to accept um, the very hard logic of evolution, even with the threat of extinction that that implies. And Uranus represents the ability to innovate in sharp ways that pretty much shake up the status quo. We're really going to see a lot more of that happening. Um, if you recall the Occupy movement that occurred, that actually emerged at the time of the last exact Uranus-Pluto square in early 2011 which was shortly followed by Arab, the Arab Spring, helped out significantly by the Occupy movement and then, of course, the, the Anonymous movement. Um, those were times of Uranus-Pluto squaring. So essentially what we're seeing is these entrenched power structures are digging their heels in, and yet individuals all over the world are rebelling uh, en masse. Another really good sign of the Uranus energy is more local groups like Critical Mass, which basically have the Uranus and Aries spirit of pioneering and whooping it up in a really fun and spirited way. All right. That's what you're saying. A real light, uneventful, relaxing, <laughs> horrible, scary joy ride. That's the big picture overview. Now, of course, I'm sure people are curious to know, but what about me? You know? <laughs> It's always about me. For it really is. <laughs> and so now... Especially if you're a Leo. Or an Aries. <laughs> That's right. Um, so in order to let people have a little bit more personal insight, why don't we go ahead and start breaking down the signs? And I think it's important to tell people this isn't just about listening to your sign, but perhaps there's someone you might have a little eye on, a little interest in, a little, little uh, grinder favorited aspect of, you might want to listen to their sign as well to see what you're dealing with and whether it's really worth dealing with or not. <laughs> Let us jump in with, I always think, the ultimate of me, me, me signs, Aries. <laughs> Indeed, definitely the sign of the me, 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 being, of course, the, the symbol of the self. So Aries can definitely expect a, uh, a shakeup of a year for sure. Um, not only is Uranus currently hanging out in Aries and pretty much going to be there until 2018, uh, really whooping it up, um, Aries is also, interest, is also sitting on some interesting axis points in terms of its relationship to other signs. Namely, it sits opposite Libra. So Libra is actually going to be the Arian theme for the year in that they will be integrating a lot of aspects of that particular sign. So this definitely means that this year, if Aries was already an arrogant slut, and a lot of them are, and that's definitely not a bad thing, um, 
They are going to probably potentially be a little more slutty in the coming year. And and also, they're going to lose a great deal of that arrogance. And they're going to become everybody's favorite slut. So that said, uh, romance is going to be a huge theme for the Aries in the coming year. Um, expect a great deal of ease in that department. And uh, certainly a lot of explosively fun uh, bedroom activities for sure. Creativity is going to be a huge uh, theme for Aries this year as well, as again, they embrace the more Libran side of things. Uh, Expect to see a great deal more collaboration with other people on creative projects. And the relationship world, of course, is going to be totally rocked, as I said before. Uh, So themes related to the love life and integrating oppositions, um, readying themselves for a serious indoctrination into beauty, peace, and justice is going to deliver endless opportunities to to perfect the skills at being one of the best lovers and partners that any Aries can possibly be. Some interesting things that Aries should definitely watch out for in the coming year are... Um, we're definitely going to see a great deal of shifts in the career and work sectors of any Aries chart, largely due to the presence of Pluto being in a cardinal sign, which sits square Aries, uh, in this case Capricorn. So definitely some evolutionary potential in the career sector. If Aries has been contemplating anything in regards to um, changing careers or making major structural changes to their workplaces, this is certainly the the year they're going to see a lot of that uh, being rewarded handsomely. So those are, those are the two really big concerns for Aries in the coming year, our romance and sexuality and what's going on career-wise. Now, for those of us, for those of the Aries who are freelancers who are, are not necessarily attached to a workplace, excellent evolutionary of year in that regard, um, especially because a lot of help is going to come in the form of new technologies. Um, one of the things about Uranus going through Aries is we see revolutions in technology. So again, Aries is going to get a huge help from technology and scientific development. Excellent. And um, I pulled a card for um, Aries just to give him a little tarot help along the way. And it's funny, I got the six of wands for Aries and I'm pulling these from the gay tarot. And um, in this version of the card, it still has the, the gentleman on a horse and people around him, not on the horse, but he's in a gay pride parade. So this suggest when you were talking about um, his, uh, the op- opportunity for Aries to have um uh, enough impact on peace and justice and social movements. I thought, okay, this definitely suggests Aries. You have a lot of energy and a lot of power. It's this is the year to take it a bit higher, um, and you know, and sort of achieve greater things this year with all of that energy that you have available. And um, you know, in the bedroom, you know, increasing the quality does not necessarily mean you have to. Uh, decrease the quantity. So uh, for me, that that six of wands energy is about um, keep doing what you're doing, keep moving forward, keep pushing like you're going to Aries, but 
just think about what lasting legacy type changes that you can uh, achieve this year. So the tarot seems to agree with astrology on this one, definitely. And my partner is an Aries, so I'll have to remind him that he has a number of access points that he needs to be sitting on throughout the year. <clears throat> so He's a bottom. Or not. Uh, <laughs> All right. New experiences. Let's expand here, people. So, from Aries, we move on to ever-dependable Taurus. Of a Taurus. Aren't they just the best? They are. I have to say, you know, everyone wants to say that, that Scorpios are the sex fiends of the Zodiac, but that's just not true. It is absolutely Taurus that is the sex fiends of the Zodiac. They just don't advertise as loudly. That's right. Now, and if you happen to be Taurus with a moon in Scorpio, then, well, I'm speaking entirely hypothetically, though. So, right. Emma, as well, you were, as you were, Tino. <laughs> As a native moon in Taurus at a very critical degree, um, I am certainly a fan of this particular sign. <laughs> so Taurus has actually a wonderful year ahead. Uh, 2014 is, is promising to be a year of expansion, fulfilling work, and stellar well-being for Taurus. Um, so Taurus has this annoying legacy, this tendency of neglecting their own needs and taking care of everyone else's problems. And this is actually a year where the Taurus gets to stop doing that. The universe is actually supporting Taurus in being very articulate in their need for self-care and doing a really, really good job with self-care. And being that, that Taurus's ruler is Venus, Venus is definitely uh, a goddess who understands the concept of self-care to the full limit in that she's the first to always say that the first love is self-love before all other love. So Taurus would do well to take Venus to heart this year and to definitely put the focus a little bit more on themselves. Um, it's a year to take power and life force back and invest it into the creation of a new life for themselves. This does not mean that Taurus becomes selfish or uncaring. It just means that Taurus is being encouraged to sit more in their authenticity, in their true self, to trust themselves a little bit more and give themselves a greater capacity to develop their own life. Um, where a great deal of this energy is going to be felt is in the career sector, for sure, in that Taurus is really going to be less focused on organizational problems and more focused on what their individual contribution to any organization is. And again, for the freelancers out there who happen to be Taurus, this again means that it's going to be less of a focus on what the clients or, or contractors absolutely need and a little bit more focused on what level of, of um, functioning that the Taurus can bring to their clients and bring to their contractors. Um, in terms of the love department, we can expect that Taurus is actually, oddly enough, going to want to be spending a little bit more time alone, which is to say sitting in their own power and, and uh, putting a little bit more focus on, on who they are as people. So if Taurus needs to be alone a little bit more often than not, that's perfectly okay in the coming year, for sure. Um, the other factor to take into account is that 
when we spend more time alone, we tend to actually be better partners. So for those Tauruses who are already in relationships, this alone time will actually reverberate back into the relationship as being far more attentive and far more dependable than usual. Another interesting energy Taurus should keep should keep a tab on in that because Pluto is sitting currently in an Earth sign, its its energies are definitely going to be felt by all the Earth signs. So Taurus does well to do a lot more focus into spirituality and spiritual practice and to figure out where the thrust of evolution is actually taking them in their lives. I would say that's pretty much the overview of 2014 for the Taurus sign, definitely. All right. <clears throat> And just like Charlie did for Aries, and we're going to do this throughout for all of the signs, pull a card for each one as well. Um, I pulled a card for Taurus, and the card that came up is the Hierophant card, Reversed. And that, to me, I think in some ways speaks to what you were saying about living uh, more authentically, coming into their authenticity. Because for me, when the Hierophant reverses, it's it's like uh, an overthrow of the old system, a bit of a revolution, um, finding a new way of doing things, and you really alluded to a lot of that being some of the primary energies for Taurus is starting to look at things in a new way, do things, structure things in a new way rather than continuing in the old way. That's very challenging for Taurus, I know. <laughs> they like the way things work <laughs> and keeping it that way. Yeah. Um, but I also think that um, relating to some of what you were saying too is because the Hierophant tends to be the, the teacher or the guide or the guru that someone looks to for guidance in some way, the reversal of this says that it's time for the Taurus to stop looking outside of themselves and to start finding that guidance from within, that, that they may know better or know more than they give themselves credit for, rather than needing to look outside of themselves for some sort of guidance or structure or that kind of thing. But probably in a general sense, kind of reiterating what you were saying, doing things the old way, trying to hold on to the old structure or organization of things is not going to work any longer for the tourists in 2014, and there needs to be a willingness to embrace a bit of anarchy and overthrow of the old and revolution in order for new structures and new organizations to have the opportunity to be built and to appear in their lives. Absolutely, and and so appropriate that we pulled the Hierophant, which is actually considered the the um, the card of Taurus in the Tarot deck. So uh, you know, I'm actually sitting here a little gobsmacked at that because I'm just like, wow, that's um, that's really powerful stuff. That the Hierophant is already the Taurus symbol, and we're seeing it reversed, which means that. If the Hierophant is concerned with, with uh, surrendering itself to higher mysteries and then communicating that back to the community in the form of structures, then to have that whole situation reversed where the divine is actually telling the Taurus to restructure themselves long before they are concerned with the group. And I think if this is the card of Taurus, then the reversal basically says, 2014 is a year for the Taurus to discover a new way of being or a new aspect of what it means to be a Taurus rather than just continuing along in the way that they're used to or comfortable with. From from ever-reliable and dependable Taurus, we move on to perhaps someone who's not quite so steady, and that would be Gemini. 
Indeed. Not necessarily steady, but certainly exciting. So Gemini. Gemini actually has a year where they're going to be operating in a way that is very much outside of their nature. So Gemini tends to have a split consciousness in that it's literally like living with two people and sometimes they're they're in opposition. It, of course, being the sign of the twins, that's not at all an unusual thought. But this year, what's particularly interesting about Gemini is that they're slated to be very single-minded and goal-oriented, and it seems to be a goal structured around a personal financial goal or a personal uh, evolutionary objective, whether that happens in the career field or that happens in a relationship or it happens um, in terms of, of uh, you know, a hobby that they're perhaps pursuing. What we're going to see is basically a directed single-mindedness towards this particular objective and all the energies in the person, in the Gemini person being put to bear towards it. Um, This is pretty much going to be backed up by a number of planetary influences throughout the year that will actually uh, have the Gemini measuring their progress and giving them a concrete sense of moving ahead. One of the First things that the Gemini should watch out for is that early in the year, they're, they're going to feel a tension between maintaining a satisfactory personal life and achieving this particularly deeply desired objective. Um, their friends might not always come to help them out, which historically is unusual for Gemini in that Gemini's put a great deal of importance on friendships. Um, now, granted, the reason the help may not be so forthcoming is because we're dealing with friends who are actually trying to keep that Gemini in the circle, so to speak, which is to say in running in the same place. Um, however, what will be interesting for Gemini is that family members will be coming out of the woodwork uh, and offering their, their supportiveness, um, which is definitely an interesting situation. Uh, there may be some minor quarrels with the family, but they're pretty easily overcome. Now, the ultimate point of all the hard work over the next year for a Gemini is about producing results, and a few Geminis will object to that, I'm sure. The aspects altogether are great for goals, provided that the Gemini does not let outsiders guilt them into deviating from their course. And true friends, true, blue, true blue friends, and this is very important for Gemini, will understand a Gemini's needs in the coming year and really support them in their objectives towards personal growth goals. Wow. That's, you know, it's funny. So for uh, Gemini, I pulled, again, from the gates here, the, uh, the Sage of Cups. And in the Sage of Cups, the, uh, the, the image is a referee, uh, an older gentleman is referee, standing between two boxers who are, you know, ready to pound their fists into each other. And he's, he's standing between them, and he's got his hands on both their chests, which are muscly and rippling. I'm sorry. Um, and so, uh, and he's keeping them apart. And I, I think that's a, um, based on what you were saying about Gemini sort of putting the kibosh on some of its um, more distracting qualities and 
finding a sense of purpose. I, I feel like so Sage of Cups suggests like Gemini's, this is a year to be a peacemaker internally. And probably if you're, if you're listening to this Gemini, if you can hear the sound of my voice, um, doing some goal setting at the beginning of the year is, might be helpful so that you, with a Sage of Cups, like they, they like to have the plan and then the, that way you can stick to the plan. And which I think Gemini's might find plans like that too restrictive, but this could be the year for, you know, a, a more direct approach to things and also um, where Aries will be slutting it up all the time. <laughs> the uh, Sage of Cups suggests Gemini, with all of this renewed focus on peace, might want uh, in their love life something a little more steady and... Usual for Gemini. Yes. So Gemini, <laughs> maybe focus on that one FB <laughs> or or significant other, but you know, uh, and grow that relationship, and also limit. Maybe put put the brakes on a few backburnered goals. It kind of just really focus on what you're going to focus on this year. So that. I, I was amazed by how much that line, like the image of a referee, because, you know, the, with Gemini being those hot twins, um, who doesn't love hot twins? But um, Gemini standing between them and holding them apart and being like, look, guys, like we need to need to cool it. So, Boys, we need to put a bottom between you simply because, you know, two tops are just going to go to war. <laughs> and maybe, maybe it just says, for Gemini's, just focus on your favorites list on Scruff rather than always looking to see who's new in the neighborhood. Indeed, indeed. And and um, Jupiter is pretty much going to be spending quite a long transit through the sign of Gemini. So the Sage of Cups actually seems appropriate because often Jupiter comes in and acts, and acts as like a sugar daddy almost and pretty much, you know, gives a magnifying glass to whatever the focus for that particular transit is. So Gemini does well this year to put their magnifying glass on a single objective and they will get quite a lot of help. So so from the schizophrenic mind trying to focus on one thing, we now go to the homebody of cancer. Yes, our crabby brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have crabs. So yes, most definitely. Cancer this year for 2014 is going to still be riding high on the last of that lovely, lucky Jupiter transit through Cancer. Um, that transit will actually continue into the better part of 2014. And what's wonderful about Jupiter being in the sign of Cancer is that Cancer happens to be the sign of Jupiter's exaltation. So Jupiter is particularly happy this sign. He's dipping his toes into the hot, warm beach sands and sitting on the beach having a nice little Mai Tai while the waves wash in continuously. Uh, what this means for cancer is that all the things that cancer tends to focus on have particularly had the magnifying glass put on them. So cancer being the sign that tends to be a very, very nurturing, nurturing sign. And also uh, its natives, those boys, just love to cuddle. I'm particularly fond of cancer boys for that reason, in that they, they do really make the best cuddlers. Um, <laughs> 
So again, he's going to Jupiter's going to continue that generous tour through the stars in 2014, maximizing the possibilities of good fortune for the next six months of the year before Jupiter blasts off into into other realms as Jupiter is known to do. So essentially, Cancer is going to spend the better part of 2014 basically having good luck and blessings rain down upon them, uh, falling literally from the sky. So they can expect to have major success in any area that they're putting any focus on. Their relationships will be abundant and beautiful and lovely, and they'll have plenty of opportunities to cuddle. Um, if they're focusing on home improvement projects or the home in general, which is definitely a cancer focus, uh, the first six months of 2014 are going to be a particularly lovely time to be doing that, as well as, uh, of course, their their career field. If they're focusing on anything in, rela- in related to that, they're definitely going to have a great deal of success there. Now, if cancer is concerned that somehow starting in July when Jupiter moves out of the sign, that their luck is going to dry up. They should not fret because the way that Jupiter is leaving the sign, and this is often how it always happens when planets leave signs, is they always leave gifts by the door as they're leaving. So in this case, Cancer is going to get the benefit of the big planet working on their money house for the next year. So that essentially is the parting gift of Jupiter leaving the sign of its exaltation uh, in that it's going to leave a great deal of help in the money sector for the Cancer head, which as many beautiful Cancer boys are, they are very, very much concerned with their safety and their security. So in essence, their concerns over security are pretty much going to be assuaged in that the big gift is security as Jupiter moves on to other pastures. Hmm. I'm wondering if it's possible to change signs. I'd like to take advantage of some of that cancer. Anyway, um, but who doesn't take advantage of cancers because you appeal to their emotional side? You're in. Um, So I pulled a card for Cancer, and I got the reversed Ace of Swords. But I found it very interesting, especially from the image, um, based on what you were talking about, because actually, without having consulted each other, Charlie and I both decided to use the same deck, the Gay Tarot, for doing this today. And the Ace of Swords in the Gay Tarot shows um, like a top hat like a magician would wear and pull a rabbit out of but coming out of it is a big sword. But the reversal is like the hat has been turned upside down and somebody's shaking it and the sword is just falling out of it. So for me, that said that cancer doesn't have to try to figure things out so hard during the year or find that source of new idea or new inspiration because it's like it's just going to fall in their lap. It's just going to come raining down on them. So if they will just lay down and look up, they'll find that what they're looking for is dangling right above their face. And so they don't have to work at it versus just like you were saying with the whole Jupiter aspect. It's going to just kind of be there and fall at their feet. Um, They just have to be willing to notice it not question it, not try to overanalyze it, and just go with it. 
Right. So that brings us to the conclusion of our first segment of the first four signs. We still have the rest of the signs to go. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, just want to remind people that if you'd like to get a reading during the show a little bit later, um, you can do that by either Skyping in or you can call 646-716-5510. Uh, anytime you can do that to get into the queue. Um, and once we finish with going through all of the signs, Charlie and I will be offering readings, as we always do. And you can also find us on Facebook if you have questions or comments or want to put your own contribution into this discussion about the signs in 2014, um, or if you want to have a question that you might want to ask Tino or Charlie and I, you're welcome to do that. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theamethystoracle, and we would be happy to welcome you there and whatever it is you'd have to share, ask, or offer. So stay tuned because we'll be right back as we continue our little journey through the signs and what they have to look forward to in 2014. Enough of that. Back to the beat. Tino Calenda. We've taken care of the first four beings uh, in the zodiac, but now we square our shoulders, jut out our, our jut out our jaw, and turn to Leo the lion. <laughs> My inner Eartha kid. <laughs> So Leo has quite the interesting year ahead. Um, if I were to summarize, I would say that for Leo, their star is about to rise and shine in 2014. And they can expect an amazing tr uh, 
amazing spell of luck, um, especially starting this summer when Jupiter makes his transition from Cancer in early July into the sign of the lion. And Jupiter, of course, being the planet of fame and fortune and recognition, moves into Leo's stars. And Leo likes nothing more than to be recognized, seen, and appreciated. Uh, being that they are essentially the symbol of celebrity. <laughs> so essentially, what this is going to do is put this lovely, lovely, lovely spotlight onto Leo and accelerate them into rock star fame, which, of course, Leo absolutely loves and adores. With this particular uh, planet shining onto their chart, Leo can definitely expect that they're going to get a great deal more recognition for their efforts over the last year or so um, in terms of all the different things that they have been involved in doing. Um, they're going to be the darling at, at, at any workplace, of course, so their career is definitely going to have the spotlight shined on it. And because lots of Leos, especially a lot of the Leos I know, work in the fashion industry or work in theater or work in media of some sort, they're actually, instead of having to do anything behind the scenes, they might actually get in front of the cameras or center stage this year. So for my Leo buds who are working in those fields, expect that you're going to per perhaps receive some sort of accolade, recognition, or award for all of your hard work and possibly might end up center stage and in front of the cameras this year in that regard. Um, you can also expect that with Jupiter transiting that particular sector of the sky, every other area in your life will also have the spotlight put on it. So perhaps you've been feeling particularly neglected by your boyfriend or your partner or your <laughs> friends with benefits. Oh, poor kitty. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No sympathy for the Leo. Stroke between the ears. Uh, so kitty cat's going to get a lot of love and petting and attention uh, this year in that lovely little romantic sector of their lives. So if Leo has always preferred the top position but wants to take a walk on the wild side and be a bottom this year, there's going to be lots and lots of lovely, lovely suitors coming out of the woodwork to help them in that regard. And you know, of course, the attend it's going to be all about them, which, of course, Leo loves. <laughs> uh, so their life really is about to take off and blast off into frontiers that are really beyond their wildest imagination. It's, it's basically, they, the Leo this year can write their own ticket. To quote Isabella Rossellini in Death Becomes Her, and now a warning. Leo, uh, I pulled the Nine of Swords which um, in this deck, I think it's a reminder that sometimes it's lonely at the top. And um, with all of that luck and all of that success and all of that rocketing ahead of everyone else around them, although you mentioned that they're going to have in their, uh, their, in their love life, they'll probably get a lot of attention. It might not be very deep attention. Um, the Nine of Swords here is, someone who is sort of desolate and they um, 
can be at a loss. So Leo will have to make a choice in those moments. Either one, be a Leo and don't sweat it. Like lonely, but you're doing what you want. You know, keep living that dream. Don't slow yourself down when you realize that, you know, these things are cycles. It'll come around. This might not be the year for you to really feel a deep close companionship. Or, 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 Leo, just remember as you rocket uh, toward the stars that your actions and words in regard to your own success can be alienating and limiting to those around you. So... Uh, be gentle, Leos. Indeed. And and Leo has to remember that underneath the bravado and the exterior of being flash and dash, Leos are pretty much mushballs, and they have big, huge hearts, and they really, really are affectionate and wonderful lovers. Um, so that said, Leo, keep in mind that as you are blasting off into the stars, having a co-pilot will be absolutely essential for you maintaining situa- situational awareness. So it may be lonely at the top unless, of course, you're willing to take on someone you can trust. And then it won't be so lonely at the top. But you are unstoppable this year, and the Nine of Swords definitely backs that up. The Nine of Swords is the archetype of what I would call the Terminator, uh, relentless, merciless, unstoppable, no matter how much you you can blow an arm and a leg off the Terminator, it keeps on going. It's, the, it's funny you mentioned co-pilot because in this one it has nine fighter jets uh, flying above uh, the man who is in his weepy state. So the that nine of swords, um, yeah, it's, it's things can catch up to you is all I'm going to tell Leo. From the big, tawny beast that is Leo, we move now to the voluptuous virgin, Virgo. And, you know, you Virgo boys are always getting such a bad rap, seen as prudish and uptight, which is not true at all. But to be a virgin is to actually be self-possessed. And that's the true meaning of Virgo, is to have possession of yourself, to get to basically call the shots, make the rules, um, and set limits. And that is what truly a virgin does, is that a virgin is voluptuous and totally in charge of themselves and totally adamant about their sexuality. And so consent is of the highest order and boundaries are always respected. So Virgo actually gets a chance to lighten up and take a fucking break this year in that Virgo often works way too hard and is far too meticulous for their own good to such an extent that they cause themselves stomach aches. So this year Virgo gets to basically be let off the hook and it's a year for vacation and retreat, which for these proverbial workaholics is a sea change. Absolutely. It's a year for the Virgo to totally transform their image. So essentially, if there was ever a time to learn how to kick back and relax, 2014 is it. 
Now, the first half of 2014 for our Virgo brothers will continue with the crazy social frenzy that began in 2013. So much so at such a blistering pace that by early summer, Virgo will be hankering to enter a phase of serious seclusion, which given that, that Virgo's ruler is Mercury in the Greek pantheon known as the god Hermes, hence being the, or, the root for the word hermit, uh, is certainly one of the natural sides of Virgo's experience. Um, so starting early June, as the social craziness basically starts to simmer down a little bit, Virgo is now given an opportunity to actually go into its hermit face and really explore their inner world and learn how to kick back and relax. This is literally the year for spa appointments, for um, staying at home and cooking good meals for themselves, and will definitely help they have a lovely nurturing partner who will simply, on a cold winter's day, even here in the Bay Area, even here in sunny California where it still gets pretty damn cold, will simply pull them in to the apartment after a really hard day of work, undress them, plop them down into a nice warm bath and take the cup and just keep pouring the water over their Virgo lover and tell them how wonderful they are. Um, tell them how beautiful their body is and how they appreciate them and all the things that they do for them and for themselves. And Virgo really will benefit from, from taking the time for good self-care and for seclusion and for basically touching the, the root of themselves this coming year. So, Virgo, you get the green light to be lazy this year. So I'm amused by the example or the imagery that you just gave there, especially of like being in a bath and the lover pouring out of the cup over them because the card that I pulled that came up for Virgo is in this deck called the Guide of Cups, which loosely would translate over more traditionally to the Queen of Cups. And the image here is actually of a person, a very let us say, uh, not unpleasant to look at male, with butterfly wings holding up a big cup of water and kind of tilting it and the water is spilling out. And so it's as if this card came up just to reiterate and make sure that any Virgos listening, or any virgins listening, I suppose, um, are taking to heart what it is that you are saying to allow themselves to do and how they can allow themselves to be pampered throughout the year. Um, this is also, for me, the guide of cups would be uh, guidance or being guided into our deeper selves. So it's would say that it's a really good year, that hermit aspect you were talking about, for doing things like contemplation, meditation, just kind of being and relaxing rather than feeling like we have to constantly be doing something. Um, and, you know, it also encourages finding a shoulder to cry on rather than always having to maintain the perfect appearance um, and not always having to be the one to be there for others versus reaching out and asking for when the, the Virgo has a need for something or for someone to reach out for that. Um, 
And I would also look at this card and think that one thing that would be extremely beneficial for them in addition to all of the things that you mentioned, Tino, would be um, creative pursuits to uh, really dive into some of those creative outlets that they have maybe neglected or not done before or thought about doing, but it would be a really good way for helping to go a little deeper into themselves and part of that hermit process would be like spending the day just painting by yourself or uh, writing or doing poetry or even going to performances and different uh, creative types of things, but that seems to be a very key thing that will help to support and stimulate the kind of things that uh, Tina was talking about are in the stars and on board for 2014 for Virgo. The symbol of the Virgin is actually a symbol of the temple, the temple prostitute or priestess, which is to say that this was a being who acted as um, an emissary for the goddesses' energies on Earth. They they were stand-in for the goddess on Earth, and many of them were male and female and of, of every type of sexuality, but they all universally had a common practice of secluding themselves by the water, in essence, to re-virginize themselves, which is to say to clean themselves of the energies that they had basically had to take on in their time and to basically... Um, seclude themselves in such a way as to return them back to their self-possession. So this really plays an, this is, this is a really huge theme for 2014 for Virgo is to really take that very powerful symbology that is their sign and to act on it. And I think that that water is both a symbol as well as very literal that would be very beneficial throughout the year, taking baths rather than showers so that you sit in the bath and and not just rush through a shower, being in or near water throughout the year, um, drinking more water. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna do painting, then do watercolors. But all of this aspect seems to really tie in with the element of water being extremely important throughout the year, which is good for an OCD um, Virgo. Absolutely. Well, if they can date a Pisces, Scorpio, or boy this year for sure. Yeah. Pisces, in that it's its opposite sign, but those Pisces boys will just shower affection onto those Virgo boys, and they really need it this year. <laughs> so from some showering going on to hmm, something a little more balanced, let us move to Libra. Indeed, sign of the scales, another Venus ruled sign. And interestingly, I say that because Venus is going to actually play a huge role in the Libra's life this year. Um, so if Libra's been sad and solo, and we know those Libra boys do not like to be alone for any a stretch of time, it makes them very bitter and cynical and backbiting. Fear not. Because relationships this particular year take on ridiculously high precedence. Um, so our beautiful, elegant Libra boys will surely not be alone for 2014. For those who are already hitched, they can expect a series of mind-blowing and nonstop insights into the realms of romance and long-term commitment. 
possibly even with the lovely 2012 DOMA decision that our Libra boys might get the possibility of having the question popped for them. So, you know, if diamonds are a girl's best friend, Libra might have some of those in its future. This is also a really great year for Libra to make huge strides in their emotional health and recovery in terms of being able to uncover and break through any codependent patterns once and for all, which is something that a lot of Libra, Libra struggle with, um, is, is constantly balancing their own needs against the needs of those that they love dearly. Um, if Libra struggling with the concept of commitment issues, this might be a year to really get some clarity on that uh, and to be really, really clear with themselves about where they truly stand in the balance of partnership. So essentially, they will be doing their weighing games and, and balancing out those scales in the most delightful of ways. Uh, they can also expect Way, many more opportunities for exercising their considerable interpersonal skills. So growth in their personal network is definitely, um, definitely on the horizon. And they will also have the experience of people tapping into them as a resource for understanding their social realities a lot better. Um, so they may actually Libra may actually experience people coming to them for advice about relationships, about how they can better work in interpersonal situations. And Libras love to help now and again. Uh, however, there's a need built into that for the Libra to be able to say no, because essentially what Libras can tend to do is go into an imbalanced state where they put their needs aside for those that are coming to them. So the ability to set some boundaries to say no is definitely going to be important. Otherwise, uh, you could have, the Libra could experience some severe interferences with their life. Another great thing is that Libras will have a great deal more physical stamina this year, especially towards the end of the year as we move toward the autumnal equinox, which is Libra's native, native uh, section of the year because they will essentially have a lot more to do for quite some time. Um, and they're going to be doing quite a bit more than they are used to. But on the other side of it, they're going to be feeling really, really good about life in general. And that pretty much sums it up. What's interesting, um, the, the card ruled by Libra in tarot is the justice card. And just like we got in Taurus, uh, I got the, uh, well, we got the Hierophant, which rules Taurus. I got the Justice card for Libra, and it's interesting. Uh, and the Gate Tower was created, you know, a few years ago. And the decision was made on the Justice card to show sort of injustice because uh, Libra and the creator wanted to, you know, make a point that a lot of gays experience injustice. So it's two men separated behind bars. So... What's interesting is that, you know, this card might eventually get to become anachronistic. You mentioned some of the really great court cases that have come through, and at least in the United States and in certain other countries, uh, about gay marriage and partnering. So, Libra, this year for you, it's going to be about writing the ways that you've been wronged and no longer accepting anything that you used to accept. You mentioned that they can experience loneliness, um, the Libras, and um, 
their need to be in balance and to balance situations and to make peace, sometimes I think it gets in the way of, of doing what they absolutely know is right because they want to do what's right for other people. Is that, okay, is that a reasonable thing to say about Libras, Tino? Yeah. Okay, so this year, Libra, you got to cool it and go back to like the true meaning of justice, which is, which is you know, following your will um, and following what is right and following your moral compass and getting what you need child and so um maybe this is the year that you get to write all the scenes that you uh act out and uh for libra yeah it's a pretty severe looking justice card but i think that that with that severity comes freedom for libras this year and i think having someone with them will help them as long as they don't then make everything about that person to like balance, you know, to give that person what they need. Like that person's your partner, not your, you know, charity case. So from Libra to the stinging scorpion. Who doesn't love sleeping with a Scorpio? Show of hands. That's right. Nobody, nobody doesn't enjoy sleeping with a Scorpio. True. (laughs) Now Scorpio has had quite a rough ride through 2013. Not only did we experience this past year and not that long ago, fairly recently, transits of Mercury, uh, Venus, and various other planets that are a little faster moving through Scorpio. And here's the kicker. In conjunction to each other, which is an unusual uh, incidence, We also experienced some of the heavier aspects of Saturn being in Scorpio. Saturn spent a lot of time in the early degrees of Scorpio this year and added quite the powerful punch to a great many of the planetary transits through Scorpio's sign. So 2013 has been quite the wild ride for Scorpio and it has made them intensely clear that change really is the only constant. And with all of those trials and tribulations endured, Scorpio is stronger than ever. Um, Hearkening to the metaphor, the phoenix rising from the ashes, which is one of Scorpio's uh, symbols, could not prove to be more appropriate this year and also into 2014. If 2013 for Scorpio has been a year of letting go, then 2014 is the year where they begin to lay the groundwork for a massive rebirth and a total regeneration. They've pretty much done the, the triage surgery on themselves to remove everything that's, that's rotted, corrupted, decayed about themselves. And since being through the purifying fires, they have basically cured into a much stronger being. What's lovely for the next coming year is the universe is really supporting Scorpio in plotting a new path towards revealing more of their inner self to their, to their loved ones, to their friends, to their families, to the world at large. And they will be receiving many accolades and recognition uh, in return for that. Specifically, they can look for at the beginning of the year that if they've been facing any difficulties with it, with their within their home, a lot of them start to be ironed out through the use of their own personal wisdom. 
their friends and their family and acquaintances and neighbors will actually be more apt to open up to the Scorpios in the coming year and to reveal more about themselves, which for Scorpio can be unnerving and yet exhilarating at the same time because it will deepen the depths that Scorpio shares with those particular relationships. Scorpio is generally a sign that is very comfortable in the dark and very comfortable in the murky depths and often invites others that it cares for to to come into the depths with them. And we'll see a lot more of that for Scorpios in the coming year. And Scorpio will get quite a lot out of that in return in that they will experience a greater deal, a great deal more intimacy with their contemporaries, with their friends and their family and so forth. Uh, and it will also be a particularly spicy year for love, especially for any existing relationships, in that those partnerships will be more apt to experience a great deal more depth of connection and a great deal more intimacy. Scorpio will essentially also develop the superpower of being able to retreat with no guilt when the outside world gets to be a little too much for Scorpio, which can be the case as Scorpio tends to be a sensitive sign. The important thing for all Scorpios to keep in mind is that every little piece of information that they receive this year will be extremely beneficial to them. It will teach them how to deal with difficult people, which of course is always worth a lot to Scorpios. Um, And this will have reverberating influences throughout all sectors of life everything from their careers to their relationships. In essence, what is what the watchword for Scorpio this year will be vigilance. Let you Scorpio boys keep your eyes and ears open and to the ground and make sure that you are keeping those receivers clear of any distraction. So because you're going to be receiving a lot of important messages this year from the universe and from those around you. And I think that what you just said there also applies in a different way when I look at the card that came up for Scorpio because the card um, that I pulled is the Sage of Wands, which would traditionally be the King of Wands reversed. And so part of that keeping those feelers, those lines of communication open and clear, um, to me would say that the Scorpios this year also have to be extremely careful about certain people that come into their life that may dazzle them or seem larger than life, or draw them in, kind of like that moth to a flame, because the reversal of this card would show that there may be some people that aren't nearly as trustworthy as they might appear, or they may their, their dazzle may be more than their substance, and you don't want to get taken in or taken for a ride because you've been taken in by that and not paid attention to the messages you're even getting from within yourself as a Scorpio. And that's why you have to keep those lines of communication open and clear. Um, And another aspect of this, though, I think also says that as they're getting some of those accolades and recognition for what they've done or accomplished and those kind of things that you were mentioning, Tino, the reversal of this card says not to forget the little people, if I can say it that way, for them to realize that while they may have a major role in creating their destiny or accomplishing those things, they have to recognize they didn't do it all alone, that there were other people 
that helped them to be able to accomplish that and to not neglect or let fall by the wayside those people just for their own greater sense of ego gratification and glory. Um, and it's, it's a reminder that it's a co-creation process rather than an individual creation process and that we can create a much more vibrant destiny and future if we're willing to do that in a co-creative capacity. We may still get a lot of the credit. We may still spearhead things. We may still be the one that's out in the forefront in some way. But let us not forget the power of co-creation rather than it just being about what I want to create, oftentimes burning people in the process, burning bridges, um, or causing relationships to suffer because we've gotten a little too dazzled by our own spotlight. So that brings us through the second set of signs. And as we get ready to move into the final set of signs, we're going to take a quick break. I will just remind people that if you'd like to get a reading later in the show, you can Skype in or you can call 646-716-5510 to get into the queue. And right after this break, we'll be back with our last set of signs for Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. So stay tuned for that, and we'll be right back. Merry Christmas! constellation is hung like a horse. Sagittarius, the centaur archer. You know, what is Sagittarius going to experience this year? Well, Sagittarius, of course, is, is, is known as along with Aries as one of the sluts of the Zodiac, which is to say that a lot of Sagittariuses are incredibly social people. Uh, and they've certainly been blamed for being the chatty Cathy's of the Zodiac as well. Although how much blame you want to assign them is debatable in that they are such 
plucky and innocent folks that it's really hard to blame them for being as superfluous as they are. That said, what 2014 holds for Sagittarius is that it could prove to be one of the most social years on record for them. The isolation that they spent most of 2013 enduring is finally coming to an end. And nothing is more unbearable to those free birds of the Zodiac than the feeling of being sequestered. This is not a sign you want to fence in. (laughs) Uh, 2014 luckily proves to be just the opposite. If anything, we could see Sagittarius actually craving uh, to be sequestered by the end of the year just to recover from the non-stop exciting mixing and mingling. There's so much emphasis on the house of communication and socializing that it bumps minds. Um, Sagittarius is actually hitting the ground running this year considering Mars in Libra and Uranus in Aries uh, balancing out the state effects of the Pluto Capricorn. We will start January out with the moon entering Aries almost immediately, uh, which will find our Sagittarius boys realizing that their chores and their daily routines are not backbreaking work, but actually interesting mysteries that they are bending over backwards to solve. And for those bottom boys among the Sagittarius, uh, who doesn't want to bend over backwards? Some of their more personal goals are going to take a bit of time to achieve, but the path solving them is basically littered with solutions to to mysteries that that many Sagittariuses had lost hope in ever getting to the bottom of. The personal energy that Sagittarius may be feeling may slide a little bit in periods here and there during the summer, but they've got enough going so that their friends and their loved ones can carry them through these these low points. With the advent of fall, as the sun approaches its transit into the Sagittarius sign, they can expect to see an uptick in their energy, um, which will counterbalance out the effects of that summer that of that summer of slowdown, for sure. With with Jupiter also transiting Leo, this is going to have really good effects for Jupiter-ruled Sagittarius in that their energy and stamina levels are going to be boosted from about July 16th onward. So that summer slowdown will actually, they will blast through it towards the latter half of the year, which will culminate beautifully in a pleasant crux on December 1st with the grand fire trine involving the sun, moon, and Mercury granting our Sagittarius buddies a calm sense of reason to process all the information that this very, very intensely busy year has uh, provided for them. If they have any questions to ask, they will have them answered before the year is up. So this is certainly a great year for Sagittarius to take those arrows, aim them at unknown frontiers, and fire away and gallop towards them. Okay, so it's funny. I pulled from using the same uh, deck as High C, and he got the state, the Guide of Cups for Virgo, and I got the Guide of Cups for Sagittarius, which if we revisit, it's a, a sort of angelic fairy um, hot guy um, with a chalice that is 
full of white liquid that's being um, showered down upon a desert landscape. And there's more liquid coming out of it than uh, could possibly exist in the chalice. So I just want uh, Sagittarians to know that they have inexhaustible reserves to meet these challenges uh, this year. As a matter of fact, I pulled just because I thought, okay, how will, I was wondering, how will Sagittarius's Guide of Cups be different from Virgo's? And I pulled a, just another card really quickly, and it was the Eight of Wands, which is, uh, just, for me, was was saying, yes, Sagittarius, you mentioned that they're going to have a really high-octane kind of year and be powering through a lot of things and really extending themselves. And let's all imagine a Sagittarius extending themselves for a minute. Okay, um, they have the ability to do this. It's just more, more, more. More is more for Sagittarius this year with that. So that, that guide of cups represents like an inner, an inner mastery of the emotions. And that means, to, you know, I mean, they're not going to burn out. They, they might be ready to nap, but it's not the same as burning out and crashing in uh, 2014. So it's also a very, a very fertile year. So all of this energy is not just being spent, you know, and sent out. It's actually energy of creation for Sagittarius. With all, um, you mentioned all the connections they're making in 2014, and you mentioned that sort of um, like, uh, like leaving behind boundaries. So, you know, just keep on going. This is not a year to limit yourself in any way, Sagittarius. But um, if for, if since um, Virgo and Sagittarius got this sort of guide of cups, which is sort of like the Queen of Cups. Like, what what do you think that means for our Virgos and Sagittarians? Should they should they be seeking each other this year, Tino? Well, Virgo and Sag definitely come from different worlds and definitely have different motivations in life. Um, and given that the trajectory of the years for them are, are vastly different, if Sagittarius is needing to be uh, more outwardly focused this year. Virgo is definitely needing to be more inwardly focused this year for sure. So where they could benefit each other in the crux of that is that in the Sagittarian low points, um, Sagittarius is going to benefit greatly from Virgo in that Virgo will be an important touchstone for them this year and will actually give them sanctuary, which is to say the Virgo will give Sagittarius sanctuary this year in the times and periods when they're definitely going to need it, especially through those summer transits. So yeah, I, I definitely, given, given that, I would definitely say that, that Sagittarius would do well to seek out Virgo's counsel. Okay. It'd be a power team. Wonderful. Well, from the sleek and galloping horse to the shaggy, horny goat, how about Capricorn? Indeed, Capricorns have been actually going through quite the ringer uh, over the last, I would say, good three or three to five years, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that Pluto is making its transits through Capricorn until 2023. Some some very intense uh, energies have been have been obsessing our Capricorn brothers and sisters, to put quite a great deal of focus on who they are as people in this world. Now, Capricorns are generally a very career-focused sign, and 2014 is going to be 
definitely the proof in the pudding for that, in that Capricorn should definitely be gearing up for one stellar year in terms of their career. It could easily become one of the most successful years they've had on record, uh, thanks to a huge conglomeration of planetary energies pushing them over the next year into new levels around their professional objectives. They'll have the planet of drive powering up uh, through the top of their horoscope for about an extended stay, January through July. Uh, plus the north node of fate will meet up with Mars in March, basically essentially giving them a very clear vision of where they're going and uh, an energetic pathway that will really allow them to move towards their destiny, career-wise in almost, and, and not just career-wise, but in terms of where their life uh, trajectory is going as a whole. Now, the beautiful thing about Mars touching into uh, Capricorn through the at the beginning of the year is that uh, Mars is actually in its exaltation in Capricorn, and so this is where Mars is most happy and celebrated and finds itself doing useful things towards the end of achievement, which is definitely what Capricorn is all about. So again, they're also going to be experiencing what's called a super stellium, which is when three or four or more planets move into conjunction in a sign. And this particular year coming up in January, they're going to be seeing the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, and Pluto all sitting in Capricorn conjunct. Um, so that this is going to suggest that a Capricorn is going to experience themselves as being very, very busy. And it won't just apply to their job or work situation. In a lot of ways, because Jupiter is going to be spending the first bit of 2014 up until about July hanging out in Cancer and opposing planets in their sign at every turn, they're going to find themselves potentially knee-deep in home maintenance projects. And this just this doesn't mean upkeep necessarily just in their physical residence. It's also going to mean keeping commitments to family, romantic ties, and friendship ties strong with a certain amount of effort. The great news about it is that the work involved will be extremely pleasant. If they've ever wanted a reason to avoid being lazy in these particular sectors of their lives, this is the year for it. Adding to the momentum, and particularly later in this year, is Jupiter's positioning starting in Leo in mid-July. Not only are the Capricorns going to be experiencing themselves as having their second wind, but they're going to uh, experience that their work-to-results ratio is skewing in the favor of results. And with, the, and with those results could be some wonderfully pleasant surprises as well. And they will certainly pay off in such a way that the continued effort to manifest them will be realized. Um, they should expect to be seeing progress in their interpersonal relationships, in their social standing and their feeling of emotional balancing. Also, essentially, why would we ever want to stop when things are getting good? Um, when Mars is hanging out in Sagittarius, trying Jupiter and Leo on October 8th, even the Mercury retrograde will not be able to slow them down. So it looks like all in all, Capricorn has quite a busy year ahead of them. 
and at the same time, I need to put a little bit more effort into the into their their relationships, which for Capricorn is usually something that is not the focus of their lives. But for this year, it looks like it's going to play a more important role. And it may even reverberate back in terms of their career objectives, which tends to be the Capricornian focus um, in getting them to move forward in life and ahead in general. Well, I think amidst all of that busyness, the card that came up um, that I drew for Capricorn is the Eight of Cups reversed. And so one thing that that said to me as you were talking is sometimes when we get caught up in doing all sorts of busy things, we tend to be very quick to um, not have a lot of patience with something, to wait for it to reveal how it's going to turn out, or we need that much more instant gratification. And the reversal of the Eight of Cups would say not to be too quick to let go of or walk away from something because you might miss out on what the circumstances or that situation has to offer. It just may take a little bit more time to unfold, and you don't want to sacrifice that just because you're in a hurry to get on to the next thing or to see results. Um, I also think that the Eight of Cups reversed may indicate that for a Capricorn, pay attention to situations, relationships, etc., that you might have thought you had left behind but are somehow coming back up or coming back into the picture in some way because there may still be something in them that needs to be revisited or that you have to benefit from them and that you either walked away too soon or that there were other things that just needed time to kind of come to the surface and are now ready to make themselves known. So we may want to step back, because the Eight of Cups is so much about moving on, moving forward. And the reversal to me says that we may need at some point in this year to step back into something rather than to simply always be stepping into something new. So even with all of the career things or all of the opportunities or all of the things that are going on that you were talking about, it may be that some of those things are revisited from the past or something that from the past we can now bring into being because it wasn't ready then, but it has marinated and now it is time. And we don't want to miss out on that because we think we have to just keep moving on, moving forward, moving away from versus being with or revisiting something that may be able to help move us forward because of what it now has to offer. So from the horny goat, we move to the idealistic and let's change the world for all of humanity Aquarius. Well, that's quite the great introduction for Aquarius, Um, as a lot of them have been hiding out 2013, which is most definitely no longer going to be in the cards for them. So 2014 is the year for them to explore those final frontiers and fly those friendly skies, because the emphasis this year for Aquarius is going to be on foreign travel, philosophy, and all forms of consciousness. If you boys and girls of the Aquarius ilk have been hiding out and hiding out at home, this is certainly not the year to keep doing that because you need to get packing. 
because unprecedented adventures await. Life is sure to take you on some very significant journeys, literally, figuratively, or both, on the quest for unraveling the kind of mind-blowing truths that can only be had by exploring our unknown frontiers. You might not have all the answers, but this year, Aquarius is definitely going to experience having the right answers at the right time. If they go to others for advice, they may be disappointed with what they're hearing. The experience can be likened to essentially realizing that the logic that Aquarius is running on this year is going to be seeming to fly in the face of what others call logic. And yet Aquarius is still going to feel justified in their actions. They may find themselves being cautious earlier in the year as to what they're doing, but they're not going to be happy just bowing to wishes of those around them either. And again, Aquarius is a freedom-loving sign that definitely uh, puts an importance on personal liberation. So fencing them in this year is not going to have good results. As the year progresses, Aquarius can expect to gain a great deal more encouragement for, for their more offbeat solutions that they provide. Their friends especially will be gobsmacked by the very insightful advice Aquariuses will be given and essentially will suspend their skepticism towards trying new avenues towards what could potentially work, which is to say that Aquarius this year is going to experience a stroke of genius in terms of what they are able to provide to other people and also in terms of what they are um, able to suggest. We would all do well to listen to Aquarius this year in the they are essentially going to be the geniuses of the Zodiac all year long in 2014. Aquarius, if there's something that you are burning to do, within reason, that may only work with unconventional wisdom, don't dismiss it. Act on it. I would say even without reason, <laughs> to be honest, with the, for uh, the Six of Cups came up for them and the sixes in the gay tarot follow uh, the couple that's in the lover's card since it's the six um, through their lives and the six of cups shows one of the gentlemen giving a present to the other and so um, you mentioned how gifted the uh, they're going to be this year and how through that Aquarian um, the rightness <laughs> that they're going to have. So this is the year to give, and you know sometimes it's great to give and receive. But uh, giving this year uh, is going to be of benefit to those around you. And so, well, you know, usually when you tell people to talk about advice, you you know want them to limit themselves and show judgment and recognize that people have to live their lives. But really, um, they'll thank you for it later, Aquarius. They'll thank you for it later. So. Uh, be, uh, as Dan Savage said in bed, uh, good giving in game. And uh, I think that the six of cups energy of just imagining that the world, you know, I see you mentioned that they have sort of maybe rose colored glasses. Maybe I interpreted that, that sort of like starry eyed view of the world. Uh, this would be a great year to, to imagine that that's possible. Like it's all possible. It's not all great, but it's all possible. It could be, but you know, uh, 
it's it's good a good year for optimism. So yes, so champion that cause. You mentioned travel. Go to that place that seems kind of scary. And also, uh, when you're in the bar, hit on that guy that's a little out of your league. You know, something wonderful could happen. And personally, I'm going to just be looking for an Aquarius that's packing. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Which um, will take us from the water sports Aquarius to... Something a little fishy, the Pisces. It looks like what's in store for us, Pisces, is we are in for a year of major transformation and rebirth. And we're not talking about just like the surface level, oh, I'm going to change my wardrobe or my place of residence. No, we're talking about total self-remodeling. So... um, I'm talking such kind of spirituality, like the, like. Can you imagine like a Nate Burkus like self remodeling show? Yeah, exactly, exactly. There we go. It becomes you know this old soul. Um, so, dear Pike, you're about to undertake such a massive personal renovation project that the inner world that you have will never quite look or feel the same. This, of course, will have the added benefit of revolutionizing our outer world in the most fantastic ways imaginable. So the first half of the year contributes to us being in a, in a mood to celebrate romance and pleasure in a big, fabulous, outspoken way. The overwhelming abundance of love will be such that we might get lost in it a little bit. Pisces, this year, there's a bit of a warning in store for you as well. There, there, there's a bit of a shadow hanging over this, this huge abundance of love and self-transformation. And in that, it's that people can be self-serving and can often take advantage of the Piscean good-naturedness. So there is a need this year to watch out for that, that Sometimes the person who's trying to cheer up someone who's crying is often only helping themselves by what they say. Now, Pisces is often the sign that loves to reach out to others with compassion and empathy and helpfulness. And this year, that's certainly not going to change. And there are definitely going to be moments when friends are going to be coming to you, Pisces, for exactly that. The beautiful thing is that as we approach February 12th and Mercury goes into retrograde in Aquarius, that same friend will come back and reciprocate the help in some manner. What we would do very well is to actually take advantage of that help because what it's going to lead to is a cascade effect in which it's going to create a beneficial situation for the rest of the year. Pisces, remember to pace yourself in the year ahead, uh, especially given that there's so many transformative energies at work. Because again, some people might be trying to take advantage of you. And the sad thing about that is that they might not be so subtle in that understanding of about using you. That said, with all of the transformational energies in place, You do well, Pisces, this year to make sure that you also have a good sense of what your boundaries are and to take help where it is absolutely needed and to distance yourself with people who could potentially use you in some way. 
And even if this particular devious person happens to be a friend of someone that you actually care about. So, dear Pisces, you won't be much help to anyone if you can't also be helped to yourself first. If you burn your candle at both ends with no promise of additional illumination, you just burn out. As you go through the year of massive transformations, remember to hold boundaries and remember to honor yourself in the process. And I think that what you've said there is extremely, probably the most important part of the coming year based on the card that came up, because the card that came up for Pisces is the Nine of Wands reversed. And for me, the Nine of Wands is a card of exhaustion. And when it reverses, it says that we push ourselves beyond the limit and we're collapsing from exhaustion. So when you were talking about pacing yourself um, and this card was sitting in front of me and I was like, this is exactly what it's warning the Pisces about doing. Not getting so excited and so caught up that we lose sight of when we need to stop to recharge, when we need to rest, when we need to allow the energies to dissipate a little bit, kind of like a pressure cooker. And, you know, like you were saying, all of these transformational energies that are going on Sometimes they are building and building and all coming together, and we may need to just release a little bit of that pressure so that it doesn't explode on us or that we don't implode from it versus still being able to work with it. Just like if you had something on the stove, you don't want to lose dinner because it explodes versus wait a little longer to eat but take the lid off a little bit so that it can continue cooking properly. Um, So we want your transformation to continue properly rather than blowing up in your face. And that can also contribute to not being able to recognize when someone is perhaps taking advantage of you because you get so caught up and so excited that you aren't thinking rationally or you lose sight of what the person may be actually doing versus what they're saying. And we want to really caution against falling into that trap. Also, the Nine of Wands for me is the big card about patterns that we and habits that we tend to fall into. And the reversal says that this is a great year, and I think this is a big part of that transformation process of recognizing those patterns and habits that we allow to cycle over and over again or that we easily fall into to recognize that all they do is drain us, they have nothing left left to offer us, and there's really no other option but to start changing them, breaking them, and establishing new and healthier habits and patterns rather than making excuses for the old habits and patterns to continue cycling over and over again. Indeed. So that, I think, brings us to the conclusion of our little stroll through the signs. Any final words for tying up 2014 in general in terms of what the stars are indicating for us? Well, again, um, everyone should definitely be watching out for the uh, those Uranus-Pluto squares because they can certainly be doozies and they can certainly create a lot of disruption in our lives. But often to remember that these that squares are, while a tense aspect, usually are always creating necessary tension to initiate necessary change. So a lot of the changes that we might experience over the year are going to actually prove particularly beneficial because they are changes time has come. All right. Well, 
So uh, the first thing I would like to do is just let people know that if they would like to find out more about Tino or contact Tino for consultations, um, they can do so either through his email, which is kalinda.tino at gmail.com. Is that correct? Correct, yes. And do you want to spell that for them? Absolutely. So it's C-A-L-E-N-D-A dot T-I-N-O at gmail.com. Or you also have a blog that is extremely fun to read called Flying Punk Rock Unicorn. Yes, and um, you can reach that blog by typing in the address bar flyingpunkrockunicorn.wordpress.com. I do monthly updates, uh, giving an idea of what the monthly cycles are for the astrological weather. Thank you very much, Tino, for having joined us and spent some time letting everyone listening know what they can plan for, prepare for, and anticipate for 2014. Absolutely. Pleasure. And coming up just after a quick little break, Charlie and I will be offering readings to the people that are waiting in the queue. And if you would like to get in that queue, you can Skype in or call 646-716-5510. And as soon as we come back, we'll be jumping in to take some callers and do some readings. So stay tuned for that, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed that little romp through the stars and the star signs with us and with Tino. (laughs) And our our thanks to Tino 
once again for having joined us and giving us given us a plethora of information. Um, so, uh, Charlie, before we jump into our callers and readings, I'm going to give you a, a worldwide exclusive right here on our show. Ooh. Well, tomorrow morning, there's someone who's going to put a ring on it. Really? <laughs> it's true. Now, who could that be? Hang on, let me think. Okay. It's not royalty. No, it's not royalty. Is there a... Um, oh, is it the Robert Pattinson fellow? <laughs> no. What's her name? The old girl? No. All right. No. Okay. No. Hang on. Let me consult the cards here. Oh, it's the two of points. Someone very balanced and intuitive and um, who likes soft fabrics, lives in the South Bay and is a blonde. Uh, okay. Is, I, will, is you? I will take that description. <laughs> is, is that you? Are you going to... What it's a, true. Make a man out of your, your love bug? Yes. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Do you have any well. fan applause sounds we can make? <laughs> <clears throat> I, I, think that, I think people have had plenty of little sound effects throughout the evening. <laughs> I got so a little crazy there. <laughs> waiting, waiting. I was just waiting for when the sign would be announced. Play that little sound for each one. <laughs> so, are you gonna, how are you going to do it? How are you going to pop in? Well, we're actually getting married tomorrow. Oh! I thought you were the putting a ring with the whole... Okay, tomorrow. Okay, right on. Well done. Why? On a, on a Wednesday? <laughs> well, you know, it's just down at the clerk's oh, office. Oh, right on. County... Office or whatever it is, <clears throat> and that was the only day they had available. I will. I'll have to send you a new bed skirt for the. <laughs> well, thank you. That that will be lovely. <laughs> That's just what everyone wants on their That's wedding right. day. Well, hopefully the astrology is um, favorable. Well, I actually there was two days to choose from, and I did check the astrology to make sure I was choosing the better day. Oh, right on. <laughs> so, now, I also have other good news. We have oh, a okay. caller waiting on the line to get a reading. Oh, that poor caller. Yes. So, I think that we will go ahead and bring this person in and let us see who it might be. So, is this a caller from area code 303? Uh, yes, it is. Well, hello, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Um, my name is Allison, calling from um, um, Arizona, and I thoroughly enjoyed the um, astro um, session there. That's, astrology is one of my passions, and so it was really enjoyable to listen to the coming year for all the signs. Really appreciate you guys doing that. Well, excellent. I'm glad that you enjoyed it, and hopefully you weren't overwhelmed by my 
my fun and joy playing with all of the little sound effects throughout. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was fun. It was good. Really thought she she did a good job. Uh, so were you calling in for a reading? Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, please. That'd be nice, too. Yes. Excellent. Uh, what is it that you would like to ask about that we can take a look at for you? Um, boy, um, I'm really kind of looking. My birthday's in March, so I'm kind of looking at the next few months. You know, you, you know, between now and my birthday, uh, I'm, my life isn't really at all where where I was hoping it would be or would like it to be, and I would. Um, um, really striving to make some uh, career upgrades, not get out of my career, but just, you know, get get on with my career and get some uh, money flow again. But uh, it's been really challenging because the jobs just really aren't out there right now, and I don't think they're going to be out there anytime soon, particularly in my career. So I, I'm just really very um, dispirited by... Um, all the efforts I've put out, and nothing coming back. And what is your that. career? Um, I'm a freelance uh, reporter uh, for a little, I'm a writer, a little freelance, uh, a, a freelance reporter for a little local newspaper, family, you know, family owned, and, you know, so don't make much money at all. Very little. Right. <laughs> well. Then so, we will we will take a look at the next few months. Yeah. Particularly around yeah. career. Um, yeah. If it if you hear silence for a moment, it's just because we've muted our microphones in order to shuffle the cards. So unless oh. Charlie has already shuffled and is ready I to did. go. I did. I shuffled while you were talking, and a couple of so I pulled four cards, kind of like a past, present, uh, future, and then sort of a what to do right now card, and. Um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the tarot, but I'll, I'll walk you through them. So, like, the lover's card came up for you in the past, which represents that for you, your career has reached, recently reached sort of a crossroad for you, kind of both financially and emotionally. Um, sort of, you mentioned earlier when you were describing your question uh, that you weren't where you had hoped to be at this point, and... Um, from your wording of that and looking at the lover's card, it feels like an internal line happened for you where, like, after which you were willing to consider making a significant change. And the next card um, is the Sage of Wands. In this deck, it's the King of Wands. Uh, But he is, in this deck, he's sort of shown as a political figure. So... Something that needs to happen right now for your career is a look at how your branding is. Are you on like something like LinkedIn? Like, do you have a, do you have um, your like profile on LinkedIn up yeah, to date? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Did you say okay. that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you? I'm sorry. Did, I'm taking notes. Did you say that was sure. like the king, king of so wands? So the king thing? of the king of wands is your present, okay. and it's sort of like the most important thing to do right now in the present. So, um, looks to me like that uh, you need a personal branding refresh uh, uh, right now. So I would look at that LinkedIn profile, look at the resume, 
and look at what information, how how your uh, information is being presented by yourself, and really consider uh, doing a big refresh and maybe getting some outside, not professional outside opinion, but like other other friends, other colleagues, uh, advice on this because it's really hard to do your own rebranding. Um, that's why I'm seeing the King of Wands kind of coming in here to help you with that because we see ourselves as very complete and we see any changes that have happened to ourselves as very subtle. So the King of Wands suggests that um, your sort of LinkedIn profile, any, any professional profiles, any professional information out there, resume, needs to uh, a bit more vibrancy and also... Um, Consider the merits of social media. I don't know. Um, so you mentioned you're a journalist or you write for a paper. And um, I wondered what you, what you, how, how you've used social media right now. To me, the king of wands would be big on Twitter. Um, so I don't know if that's something that's an interest that you have, but that, that kind of comes up. So also, um, the king of wands is not afraid to put himself out there. Uh, I know you mentioned that there's uh, like some serious scarcity in your area of opportunity. And I think that relationship marketing and networking with colleagues is where um, the next offer is going to come from. Something does come in. You have the, you have the knight. I don't know. So you have the, basically in the deck what would be the queen of coins or the queen of pentacles in your future. And that suggests to me that your next opportunity is very close to home. Uh, Queen of Wands, sorry, Queen of uh, Coins uh, is very much sort of about the home, about, uh, about the garden kind of person. And it sort of represents that um, finding, you're going to, uh, Find something that is very comfortable for you, some, something that you are going to feel very suited to based on your past experiences. The queens represent a personal level of mastery of something. And you, um, in your career, have attained a high degree of personal mastery. And I know that something that with the lovers being there, it looks like you're considering like a very major career change, like uh, leaving, like, like, well, you know, I think you actually said in your question you weren't, you, you wanted to keep the same career, uh, but just a different job possibly, and definitely, absolutely stay in the same career. Uh, your expertise um, is going to be very critical for you. It's just getting your name out, get, getting kind of pushy with your own personal brand and networking a bit. The, the last card, the card represents what to do right now is um, the Three of Swords, which is kind of a weird card to have as that, that card because it's such a very sad-looking card. Often it's the card with three swords stuck in a heart. That's letting me know right now. And this is going to be kind of more of a psychological spin on Three of Swords. But um, this suggests that at this time, yeah, it's very important to not be beating yourself up about where you're at right now and to not feel like you've lost any uh, major opportunities. The, uh, the Three of Swords in this deck, it's, it's 
it's just sort of rep, re, uh, represents letting that stuff drain away because it's eating away at you. I'm not trying to do that whole, uh, I don't know, the, the secret we, we make everything we think absolutely happen for ourselves. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that um, some self-forgiveness <laughs> and um, important right now um, because I think that otherwise you're putting undue pressure on yourself. Does that make sense, that last bit? Um, yeah, I, that... I, I, I did make a big, yeah, there's something I, that, something that happened several months ago, actually, that, that I'm, uh, that in the professional, um, kind of in the professional arena, not my current position, but in the professional mm-hmm. arena, that, that was in the top five of my life regrets, um, that, when I'm on my deathbed, I will regret, um, what I did in this particular moment, or I should have done something entirely different, and mm-hmm. I'm paying for the consequences of that um, every day. Every day. Oh man, that sounds really rough. And the, to, for me, the Three of Swords, the Three of Swords went in that "what do I do" position. It represents that. Okay, so so people look at that Three of Swords when it's like the, the swords in the heart, and they see that the, the heart's not bleeding. The heart has been allowed to heal with the sword still inside of it, so it it can't heal properly. So, so like the more woo woo part of this reading, um, which I like woo woo personally, but um, it would be great if you can find some way to ritualize uh, or I don't know, demonstrate for yourself or find a way to find self forgiveness for that. It happened, and it, it seems like it, it, you've mentioned it has a very huge impact. But I think mm-hmm. it's it's not just impacting you in the past; it's it's continuing to have an influence on you. In this deck, it's uh, three crumpled umbrellas next to a sewer drain, and the water is um, draining out from around them. So they've stopped shielding people uh, from the storm, and it's. Uh, it's important to let that go. So what I would do, that's easier. It's easier for me to say than for people to, um, <laughs> yeah. is give yourself a verbal cue that when you when that comes up for you, when you think, oh shit, I did that. Oh god, like yourself any like some kind of verbal cue to just change energy up right in that moment, which is like, well, you know, it it happened or. Well, but I've moved on. Something more pro- proactive would be great. But like, well, and I've moved on from that. You know, and you might not believe it right away in the beginning, but eventually it will take because that is continuing to weigh you down. Uh, my interpretation, and it's not going to go away right away, but just giving yourself that little verbal cue, like whatever it, especially if it's positive and moving forward, and not starry-eyed and not well, everything's okay and light, but like, like it could be like, and I learned a lot from that, or I and I won't do that again, whatever it is, just to kind of get yourself out of that slump kind of feeling, but just to return. So the, the first part of the reading that King of Wands tells me that um, just working sort of your social network uh, professionally is going to be helpful for you. But I'm going to turn it to High C for some information. Um, you know, I have to say that the the cards that came up for me, I think have a lot to do with that three of swords that came up for Charlie. Um, I pulled three cards, one for January, one for February, one for March. 
Then I pulled three additional cards just to look a little bit further out into the year, but I did it by quarter. So there's one for second quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter of next year. Um, and the the next three months indicates that especially February seems to be a very key month for a huge shakeup. Um, I, w- I would look at this probably two ways. It's the tower card in February. Um, I would look at this probably two ways. One, the tower card can be when we have kind of this flash of inspiration or the light bulb suddenly goes off for us. So especially during February, pay attention to flashes of insight, um, flashes of inspiration, or if you suddenly like wake up in the middle of the night going, ugh, I know exactly what I need to do, or I have the most amazing idea. Really pay attention to that follow through on that um, because that will end up having both big and far-reaching impact for you on your career situation. Um, I think that what's going to happen, are you still working for the the small mom-and-pop kind of paper? Yes, I am, and I just wanted to make it clear that, you know, I am looking for a career upgrade, but I have every ambition, intention, desire, uh, to leave my current location for greener pastures about three hours away. Um, I have a town that I already do want to live in, so um, unfortunately I don't have any real networking there or friends or anything like that. Not that I have any here either, but I, this is not my home. This is where I'm at now. Is a very, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to say, like, the sooner I can get out, the better, but it's pretty close to something like that for me. I just feel like I need... The sooner I can move on to a better career uh, opportunity um, a few hours away, uh, the better I'll feel that my life is starting to really get on track again, you know, in a really good, in a meaningful way, in a really meaningful way. Yeah, yeah. So I have a feeling that within the next couple of months, um, circumstances and situations are going to take place that are going to push you down that road perhaps faster and sooner than you had been anticipating. Because when I saw these first three cards for January, mm-hmm. February, March, the, the mm-hmm. first thing that struck me was that either the small newspaper that you're working for is going to suddenly go out of business mm-hmm. or there's going to be some sort of a huge shakeup and people are going to be let go or moved around or that kind of thing. Um, so I would say to just start, and this would be kind of that king of wands that Charlie was talking about, just start being very proactive. Because for me, the king of wands is about creating our own destiny. Um, We actually had that card show up in the zodiac sign uh, readings as well. And um, that is, uh, that, that idea of creating your own destiny, it just says, Start to be more, instead of waiting for the right time, waiting for something to happen, just start making it happen now. Start creating it now. Um, Because the the first three months of the year are probably going to see you go through a huge shakeup where you feel as if everything is kind of falling apart and you really will have no choice but to start making some sort of move, making some sort of change. Um, The Five of Pentacles comes up here in March, which is kind of interesting because sometimes that's a card that's very difficult 
because it can show yeah, like loss of job and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But Five mm -hmm. of Pentacles in this deck, uh, we're both using the, the gay tarot, the same tarot deck that we were using for the mm -hmm. zodiac signs. Um, mm -hmm. In this deck, it can also indicate uh, uh, people helping others in difficult circumstances. So it would also show us that in March, after all of this shakeup and things really dramatically changing and shifting, that there will be people or resources for you to be able to um, turn to or utilize to help you in making the transition. Um, and when I looked forward with the other three cards, it's in the third quarter, so that's going to be July, August, September of 2014, mm -hmm. that we get the, the Guide of Cups or the Queen of Cups. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, that is that card of feeling as if I can now relax. I'm finally at a place where I can be comfortable and things are starting mm -hmm. to flow for me better, and I'm feeling yeah. as if, my creativity is stimulated and that there is fertile ground around me to um, create or stimulate the kind of things, the kind of life, the kind of work that I want to be doing and that I want to be in. I will say that yeah. for me, I often see a card like that that shows that you may be near water um, or closer to some sort of significant body of water or river or something like that. Um, so that's also something to keep in mind when you're looking at where to go, where to live, where to work, um, something that is either water-related or is literally located by water in some way. Um, that, and that seems – so you'll, you'll probably go through major upheaval in the next one uh, – the first quarter of the year, let us say um, – you know, the second quarter, which is the reverse ace of swords, will probably be a bit of confusion and a bit of sorting things out and trying to figure out and decide what's the best direction, what's the best thing to do. But then by the third quarter, by July, August, September, mm -hmm. that guide of cups, that queen of cups comes in and says, we seem to have figured out and now we're at peace with the decisions we've made, the place that we're ending up, what, what it is that we're doing. Because that's followed at the end of the year by the hanged man. And on the one hand, the hangman is a card that represents sacrifice and surrender. So there may be sacrifices, but that could just be looking back and seeing that I had to sacrifice like where I was living because the newspaper closed or whatever. Um, but it also is often a card that shows a 180-degree shift or a 180-degree turn in our life. So by the end of the year, you're probably going to feel as if, and when you look at where you are, you're probably going to feel as if things are 180-degree different than where they are today. Mm -hmm. um, and in this deck, it shows someone diving off of a diving board. And mm -hmm. so there is a sense of just diving into something um, and so I think that by the end of the year next year, you're going to be ready and you're going to be diving into a new phase of your career or some new aspect of your career. And yeah. you're going to find that you're feeling very opposite from how you may be feeling right now. So mm -hmm. there, there's interesting hope on the horizon but there is a period of shakeup and perhaps even confusion just in the sense of trying to figure out what the best step is or what the best direction is. But uh -huh. that'll just be in the first half of the year. 
And then the Uh second half of the year, things seem to really be calming down, settling down, Mm -hmm. even though it may Mm -hmm. be very different than what you had anticipated or just very different Mm -hmm. from where you find yourself or the attitude that you have today Mm -hmm. by the end of the year next year. Mm-hmm. What's the January card? Um, the one oh, that has a uh, January. So January yeah. is the reversed high priestess, and oh, okay. but it's reversed. And so right. for me, when that card reverses, there is a sense of no longer getting any sort of satisfaction or fulfillment from where we're at, because there's the mm-hmm. high priestess is a very spiritual card. So when it reverses, it's like there's all. Uh, all of the the spiritual sustenance has been drained. And, um, but also when that card reverses what it says to me, because the the High Priestess card can be about the mysteries, what's hidden, what's secret, what is unknown to the the visible eye. Um, Mm, And when it reverses, to me, it often indicates um, either secrets, or things that have been hidden from view coming to light or being revealed. And it also Mm -hmm. says we start to see things as they are, or we have to start accepting things. What we see is what we get. And Mm -hmm. I think that even in January, as the year starts, you're going to really not be able to deny or pretend that there is anything other than the reality of the situation for where you're working. Mm -hmm. And whether that's you go in and you can see the reality of they're not going to be able to stay open for much longer or they're getting ready to go through a huge reorganization or, you know, whatever, it's going to become very obvious to you or information that you hadn't known is going to be brought to light in January, which then Mm -hmm. leads to the February card of the tower, which is the big shakeup. Mm-hmm. So it's a very it's a yeah it's a very obvious progression of the cards here because you go okay. from the high priestess reversed in January to the tower card in February to the five of pentacles mm-hmm. in March, and mm-hmm. that is a very to me it's a very obvious progression of things mm-hmm. start to come to light or we start to see the reality of something, whether we mm-hmm. had chosen not to see it or information and aspects of it start to come to light so we can see it more for what it is and what's really going on to a huge shakeup when everything kind of blows up or everything starts to fall apart or there's just a huge shakeup of some sort, to Five of Mm -hmm. Pentacles, which is often a card about losing our job or that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. there is that sense of the first three months of the year really are about everything suddenly literally going through like a 10.0 earthquake and Mm -hmm. everything starts to crumble and fall apart. And then uh-huh. we figure out where to go. But that's why I would go back to that King of Wands uh-huh. and say to be to to start grabbing on to how you want to create your destiny now rather than something you keep planning for or thinking about or talking about, but aren't uh-huh. really actively trying to create at this moment. It's time to start the creation and to put the pieces into place and to start the movement forward towards it rather than putting off any longer. Well, I I will say that I have, that mess that's been so dispiriting for me is that those efforts have been really made. They are being really made. I mean, every day I I look for work and at the destination and, you know, I mean, just really proactive, very, you know, um, resume, you know, just, you know, 
doing everything that I possibly can from a distance, you know, and occasionally even just making trips over there to get life situated over there, and nothing has come of it. That's why it's so dispiriting. It isn't like these are just ideas in my head. These are things that I'm I'm doing everything that I possibly could do or know how to do or could do from, you know, given my my distance, um, to, you know, to, to, to make, to bring, to create my life over there, you know, in a new location. And it's just the doors just have not opened to me there. So that's why it's... Um, it's hard when you know where you want to go. It's almost harder to know where you want to go. I think it's harder to know where you want to go and you can't get there versus not knowing where you want to go. I mean, they're both really hard places to be. But I think it's harder to know where you want to go and not be able to get there um, than, than, than being confused about where to go. I don't know. So that's just you, me, though. Have you only been looking in that one place? Um, no, um, it, I've looked at other places too, but that particular area is an area I've spent um, a, a decent amount of time in. Um, I, I, the resonance and the, the, the harmony and the resonance and the excitement, and, you know, it, it's that place that makes my heart sing, and that's why I know that's where I want to be. You know, it's everything well, that one I thing, would want. So. One thing you, but one thing you might want to consider, and here's kind of this opposite way of thinking about it, is you can still consider living there but maybe it's time to start applying for things because as a writer, you can do that from anywhere. So you may start looking for opportunities to be a writer for places that have nothing to do with being geographically near you Um, so that you can just live in the city you want to live in, but you may be writing for something, you know, well, for example, there's a, um, online, it's kind of a magazine, I guess, I don't know. It's called Elephant Journal, <laughs> um, uh-huh. elephantjournal.com. And I just saw a thing that they posted today where they said, you know, lots of people tell us that they want to write for us, and they were like, well, then do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Write articles, right. get them submitted. And so it's so doing those kind of things to get your name out there, to, to be writing – it may be time to start considering and looking at all of those opportunities that may be elsewhere that have nothing to do with you having to live right. by them right. so that you can right. still have things that you're doing in the career you want to be doing them, and they will help you to still be able to make the move you want to make, but the move isn't so dependent on whether you have a job where you're moving to or not. I think that I think that where you want to move to will be very conducive for you, and I think we need to get you there first. We need you there, and then you'll find that it becomes fertile ground. Any uh, mm-hmm. of that uh, Queen of Pentacles that showed up in the future card? Sorry to catch up there, but yeah, like once the the the, the point now is that King of Wands that's very bold and kind of external and moving out, but. Uh, in your future, you do curl up somewhere the uh, in, in a positive way. The, uh, the Queen of Pentacles really is that feeling uh, sense of place. That's all I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And that place does resonate on that level for me. So, But I, I think you know, that what I, we're saying is it's time to stop waiting to move there until you find work versus it's time to just move there, and that's. It, it makes me think of like a garden. What you're doing right now is like running by the garden and throwing seeds over your shoulder as you run by, hoping something will catch so you can come back to it, versus we need you to just go into the garden. 
and be in the garden and you'll find that things you're not noticing or connecting to it because you're in such everything is a blur as you're just running by whereas if you're there and you're establishing yourself and you're you're getting a, a sense of rootedness with the place that that's where you will start to see fertile ground and opportunities that had not been quite so noticeable to you by not being there and by trying to do it from a distance. Right, right. All right. Well, boy, you guys have been really incredible. I just I'll let you think you're an expert and just really appreciate and thank you both for very, very enjoyable show tonight and the cards oh. everything. Just really yes, made my evening very, very, very pleasant. Oh, I think that's well, good. And, and and hopefully you heard something in your zodiac sign that was also helpful for this particular <laughs> issue. Good. Yeah. Yes, I'm Pisces, so yes, I did. <laughs> you're, oh, you're Pisces. Yes. So oh, I, that you, had that, you had that nine of wands, at least from yeah. my standpoint, because I pulled the card for it. You had that nine yeah. of wands reversed. And right. so it says it's time right. to stop beating our head up against a wall, repeating yeah. the same pattern or cycle over uh-huh. and over again. Uh-huh, and yeah. So approach it in a new way look in a new way, do it in a new way, that's how you're going to start to see things open up and happen for you. Right. Well, thank you all both, and blessings and Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. Well, and happy holidays to you too, and we'll look forward to hearing an update from you on a future show in your new place. All right, I will. All All right, right. thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, Charlie... That's going to bring us to the conclusion of our one-year anniversary show. It has been quite the year, and I'm looking forward to the year to come. Well, I agree. And and very, very much uh, happy nuptials tomorrow, or or, um, December 11th, for those who are listening to this later. (laughs) That's right. Well Um, done. Well, thank you, and... Both to you and to everybody listening, of course, we want to wish them happy holidays, safe holidays, and try to make the most of it by not getting stressed and worked up about it. Keep that Yuletide gay. That's right. (laughs) So we shall meet again here on the Amethyst Oracle in a whole new year of 2014. And if you would like to contact us, comment on a show, ask a question, feel free to visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Amethyst Oracle. And Charlie and I will be back here with you once again on the second Saturday of January, always on the second, sorry, what am I saying? On the second Tuesday, <laughs> on the second Tuesday of January, always on the second Tuesday of each month at 8 p.m. Pacific time. So we will look forward to meeting you here once again on Tuesday, January 14th, to start off a whole new year with new insights, new guests, new queerness. <laughs> <laughs> new shoes, maybe. Anyway. Well, let's hope. Uh, All right. Until then. Auld Lang Syne. (laughs) That's right. Take care. 
The Amethyst, the Amethyst Oracle. 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 Divination with a queer twist. Divination with a queer twist. The Amethyst Oracle. The Amethyst Oracle was brought to you by Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.